Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. My name is Sean, coming to you from London, Ontario. It is 6 p.m. Wednesday evening, and we're back with another Bracket of 16. As suggested by Stephen O'Neill last week, we are going to do the 16 greatest uh, NWA WCW television champions of all time. Uh, there's an extensive list uh, that is there. It's available on Wikipedia, uh, and that's where we're getting a lot of our uh, start and end dates uh, from. But to be able to break down our tournament, we need to bring in our panel, which includes Stephen O'Neill in Toronto. How are you, Stephen? Good. It's a it's a cold Wednesday, I guess. Uh, yes. I'm just pre-guessing what the weather is going to be like. I mean, it's uh, cold, so just like oh, we are recording so. it on a Monday, but people are only available to watch this oh, on Wednesday. That's fine. It's it's cold Let's out. Break like my heart, fourth wall so. down. Well, I, I I know I have something to say. Hey, handsome fetus, fuck you. That was Festus. Oh, handsome Festus. Fuck you. Yes, if people joined us uh, Thursday for our uh, Scumbags of Wrestling podcast that uh, you can get at 8 o'clock on uh, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, you'll know what that was about. Uh, another person Tune that in on is... Thursday for another Stephen going mental. Nice to look forward to. That's uh, the third member of our panel, and that is Jonesy in Niagara Falls. How are things with you? That happened to be my uh, high school nickname was uh, Festus Fetus. So um, while you're mad at me, but hey, that's okay. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, it's a great day in the falls. It's nice and cold outside, which will kill some of the bugs. So this summer won't be as crazy with little flying little bugs. Though I am disappointed we never got those murder hornets. Um, I was kind of hoping. I was I was praying for murder hornets. I'd rather murder hornets over COVID, so. Yeah, we never got any of that, and uh, no locusts or any other uh, signs of the apocalypse during this whole uh, breakdown, uh, lockdown of COVID. Not yet. Not yet. That's yet to come. We're still deep in this whole thing. So, yeah. Um, guys, uh, as we said, we're going to break down the 16 uh, greatest – uh, NWA WCW television champions. Uh, thank you for joining us on YouTube and Facebook uh, every time, and also uh, it's available audio wise on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. But we're going to break down the uh, brackets. We need to still see who's in it. So, back in just a second with Steve's breakdown.
So as you saw in the video, the, the bracket, it is, which is very interesting how some of these broke out. Uh, it's Sting versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Handsome Jilly, Jimmy Valentine versus Nikita Koloff. Ivan Koloff versus Johnny B. Bad. Tolly Blanchard versus Stunning Steve Austin. The Captain Mike Rotundo versus Baron Von Raschke. Dusty Rhodes versus Lord Steven Regal. Booker T versus Paul Jones. The Nature Boy Ric Flair versus The Enforcer Arn Anderson. I love how the uh, randomizer uh, does it on Bracket HQ, which we use uh, to create these brackets. Um, a couple of dream matches, I would say, if they were ever to happen. Uh, some matches did happen in real life in WCW. And what I noticed, that, uh, just breaking some of these down, it's like some of these guys were in one chunk and disappeared from the scene. Got in another chunk and another chunk. And it's almost though they did the TV uh, title deal and then moved on to U.S. title and, in some cases, world title. And that's why they weren't appearing a lot of times. Steamboat was about the only one who was in one chunk and then appeared later on. Uh, so your thoughts on this before we break it down? I'm excited. I mean, if anyone follows us regularly on uh, Fantasy Warfare or Scumbags, they know I'm a huge NWA, Jim Crockett Promotions, early WCW junkie. So I think after crowning the greatest mid-card champion, I think this is right there as well. I, um, usually in NWA, you went through, became a TV champion before you moved on to US or World. So I... That's why you see guys like Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Sting, um, guys that you wouldn't necessarily think of who have held the, uh, even Ricky the Dragon Simo, guys you wouldn't have thought of that would have held the um, TV championship. But Yeah, so uh, Jonesy, your thoughts before we uh, get on to match number one? Well, I agree with you, Sean. The only other one that would be in that uh, chunk is um, uh, Anderson. Uh, Anderson, uh, first time he held it was 86, and then uh, he held it in the early 90s, and then again in 95. So he was around a, a, a lot holding that, uh, right along with uh, Steamboat. Yeah, a little bit of old faith so you could uh, rely on and go back to uh, the Wellwiths. But we're going to start off with matchup number one, and that is the man called Sting taking on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh, looking back at the uh, list for Wikipedia, I only found actually one uh, title uh, reign for Sting, and that was uh, March 31st, 1989. And he held it for 114 days. He won it from Mike Rotunda and had to vacate it after a controversial match with the great Muda. And then later on, of course, he moved up the ladder, as Stephen pointed out, and he was uh, being put over by Ric Flair uh, in Clash of Champions and stuff like that and made it to uh, being world champion and U.S. champion and tagging with Lex Luger. So he only had one uh, time with the uh, TV title. 
He's taking on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And Ricky Steamboat held it four times in total. His first one was June 15th, 1977. So I was barely a year old when that uh, happened. He held it for 119 days, won it from Ric Flair, and lost it to Baron Von Raschke. Then his second title reign didn't happen until June 10th, uh, 1979, almost two years later uh, from the first reign, 136 days. Won it from Paul Jones, but vacated after winning the tag team titles with uh, Jay Youngblood. His third title reign then came in the 1990s. Uh, so a huge gap in between uh, about 13 years, uh, a little over 13 years, when in September 2nd, 1992, he held it for 270 days after beating Stone Cold, well, sorry, stunning Steve Austin and losing it to Scott Steiner all before he became Big Papa Pump. And his fourth uh, title reign was August 18th, 1993, only holding it for 32 days. And he won it from Paul Orndorff and lost it to uh, Stephen Regal. So those are the uh, five title reigns between these two. And while Sting had a lot better uh, things coming after his title reign and didn't have to have multiple reigns, Steamboat held it for a lot of times, 119 days, 136, 270 days, and then the 34 days, so a month. Um, I got to go with Ricky Steamboat in this case. Steven, what's your call? Um, it, it's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh, I mean, four times he held it, held it for 314 days. Sting, I mean, Hal held it for 114, but he moved up the card pretty quick. Um, so to me, it's Ricky the Dragon. Yeah, uh, Ricky the Dragon uh, gets uh, one from me. Uh, hot potato doesn't bother me too much with this belt because uh, it, it it's a TV belt. It's one of those belts that are it's supposed to be up every time that your television event, including Saturday, uh, Saturday night, and the fact that it doesn't. Some of these guys they held the world title and then they went back to holding the TV title because the TV title was the important one for TV. Plus you knew you were going to get at least a 15 minute match in most cases uh, left a lot of freedom in the bookers of how they're going to book it because you could have ties all the time and people weren't going to bitch because, Hey, that's the TV title. Uh, so even though sting held it for 114 days and kind of a little more than that because of when, um, uh, the whole Muda thing that was held up. So, Though he's technically not still the champion, he was the last champion. So, uh, to me, he held it for more than 114 days. So, we move on to matchup number two. Jimmy Valiant taking on the Russian Nightmare, Nikita Koloff. So, Jimmy Valiant, he wins it January 2nd, 1982. From Ivan Koloff, he holds it for 260 days, losing it to Joe's Leduc. Um, uh, his next title reign, November 24th, 1993, he holds it for about 30 days before he he 
basically vacates it because um, he dropped the Charlie Brown name and title. Holds it so two reigns for a total of 290-ish days. He's taken on the Russian nightmare Nikita Koloff. He holds it once. He wins it August 17th of 87 in a unifying um, match, the UWF versus the TV title versus the NWAWCW TV title. He beats uh, Tully Blanchard for that, and he loses it to Mike Rotunda. Holds it for 87 days. Um I also think he was he got hurt. I think this is when he started with his neck injuries in and around this time as well. Um, Jimmy Valiant, I mean, what can you say about him? He was definitely a character. I went with Nikita Koloff. I just think he brought something to that. title that was definitely missing. Um, also, he was feuding at that time with the Horseman when he beat Tully Blanchard for the title. Um, so he was definitely in that upper mid-card. So I went with Nikita Koloff. There you go, Jonesy. Uh... Well, if you went uh, with Jimmy Valiant, I would have gone with Nikita Koloff. But now since you went with Nikita Koloff, I'm going to have to go with Jimmy Valiant. Because really, for me, it was 50-50 between the two. Because Nikita Koloff is is great. I'd rather him over Jimmy Valiant. Uh, doesn't matter what title he held. It looks good on him. Plus, he held it for a good amount of days. So I'm going to give a pity vote to uh, Jimmy Valiant there. Uh, this, if, uh, Sean, um, you decide the topic. So I get to be the tiebreaker. Um, well, I was going with Nikita Koloff, uh, the Russian nightmare. Uh, so he is going to advance with a two-to-one victory over Jimmy Valiant. Yeah, I just enjoyed uh, Koloff more. I really didn't get to see much of uh, Jimmy Valiant anyways. Uh, but, yeah, Koloff for sure. Which moves us on to matchup number three. The other Koloff in this, Ivan Koloff, taking on Johnny B. Bad. You don't want to make him mad. And just before I continue with uh, this, uh, let everyone know that uh, Koloff beer will be coming soon. And don't forget to look in your local supermarkets for this delicious beer produced by, of course, none other than Ivan Koloff's family. About that, don't Google it. Um, Ivan Koloff, he's 6'1, 298 pounds. Uh, his career he started in 61 and he ended in 2013. Um, Koloff born real Donald Perez, uh, August 24th, 1942, and he passed away unfortunately February 18th, 2017. Um, he was a Canadian professional wrestler, best known for once holding the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. He was known as the Russian Bear. Uh, he was actually the second guy to hold the title. Uh, and May 10th, 74 is when he won that. He held it for 59 days. He won it from Danny Miller and dropped it to Paul Jones. No relation to me. 
August 24th, 1974 is his next title reign. He held it for 108 days and is um, hot potatoed from Jones the Jones, but a good long hot potato. Third, uh, 81 is his last title reign uh, of about 60 days, and he won it from Ron Bass. I'm not sure if he was rugged at that time. And Jimmy Valiant is who he lost it to. Uh, he got a total of three times he held it at 208 days. Now over to Johnny B. Bad, 6235 pounds, debuted 1990, and he retired 2006. Being the little Richard of the WCW, the man with the glitter, Johnny B. Bad. He had success as a popular fan favorite in WCW. It was scary popular, the, the fact of how ridiculous he kind of looked, but he could back it up uh, with his wrestling skills uh, to give legitimacy to the over-the-top rainbow-loving cartoon-like character he was. Uh, he would capture the TV title three times before leaving for the WWF, where he never regained his popularity. September 18th, 1994 was the first time uh, he won it from Regal, held it for 112 days, and then he lost it to Anderson, uh, some competitors there. August 29th, 1995 is the second reign, uh, 111 days from Page to Luger. So he won it from Page, lost it to Lugie. And February 18th, 1996, he hot potatoed it with Luger, held it for 17 days. His which I didn't total up on my board is a little bit more than um, uh, Ivan Koloff. I see more of Johnny B. Bad, Ivan Koloff. If this was a, a, a match versus match, I'd say Ivan Koloff would rip his face off. But talking about the TV title, and he looked good with the TV title, he could wrestle anyone. I'd much rather him as Johnny B. Bad. Uh, she would have done something like that in WWF once the Merrill thing didn't work. Uh, so I give it to Johnny B. Bad. I think he's the better wrestler. Uh, and again, he's just better to hold the TV title in, in my mind, especially in the world of WCW. Yeah, um, my vote also was going to uh, Johnny B. Bad. Um, just a lot of different time and era between these uh, competitors. And when Johnny B. Bad held it, it was more family-friendly and poppy-type uh, deal, but it worked for the amount of TV that they were doing with uh, Power Hour, uh, Saturday Night. Uh, Nitro hadn't started yet, but uh, all the Clash of Champions and all the pay-per-views – Johnny B. Bad was the guy who was pretty much opening every one of these events, whether he was competing for the TV title or not, you know, and so he was a good person to have that belt on. Um, really can't say the same thing at the same time for Ivan Koloff, and I didn't see Ivan Koloff uh, either uh, doing his. So I am going also Johnny B. Bad. Are you, how are you voting, Stephen? Oh, I went Johnny B. Bad. I I love Johnny B. Bad. I think it's it, Johnny B. Bad was just that um, character. I think he never got the 
we never, I don't believe, saw what he that character could have been in WCW. He was kind of pigeonholed eventually just being in um, where he is. So, yeah, I went trying to be bad. Sorry, yeah, I'm just getting some bad news. So, okay. Uh, yeah, just to. Uh, bad news for Wednesday. Trying to be bad is that, uh, you know, he did get uh, pigeonholed uh, there. He was really cartoony and uh, just everything that went on with Johnny Bad. Vince McMahon yeah. loved the character, I guess, when he saw him and wanted to hire him immediately. And when he brought him in uh, for the interview, he realized he couldn't really do Johnny Bad because of it being trademarked to uh, WCW. And uh, then, of course, Rena was with him, and he, all they saw was Sable over Mark Marrow, and we saw what happened there. But Johnny B. Bad was a good character, uh, and uh, as I pointed out, he was a, a person that could start any pay-per-view. Are we still good, uh, Stephen, to carry on with uh, this uh, round? or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got some news, um, but... I can't do anything right now, so we can just keep going. Okay, if you're sure. We will move on to then matchup number four, and that is Tully Blanchard taking on Stunning Steve Austin. This would be an amazing match if it would ever happen because of the type of uh, styles that they had. Steve Austin was a technician at that time. Before he got dropped on his head, uh, accidentally by Owen Hart, he, he was more that technician. That's why he was the ringmaster and all that other stuff. Uh, but he had to adapt and become a brawler. But in WCW, he was the technician uh, and stunning Steve. I loved uh, him uh, there as well as uh, coming to WWE. But we look at uh, Telly Blanchard, and he has three title reigns, March 28th, 1984 was his first one. He held it for 353 days and he won it from Mark Youngblood and lost it to Dusty Rhodes. His uh, second title reign was April 28, 1985, held it for only for 69 days and won it from Dusty, but dropped it back again to Dusty. So they were in a heated uh, battle when Dusty was uh, battling the Four Horsemen. Uh, There's probably around the same time as uh, them leading to war games and the superpowers against the uh, four horsemen. His third title reign was November 27th, 1986, and he held it for 263 days and uh, won it from Dusty and lost it to Nikita. And so, yeah, that's well over... Uh, 600 days right there uh, through all those title reigns. And then we look over at Steve Austin, and Austin actually only had uh, two title reigns. And that was, uh, the first one was June 3rd, 1991. He held it for 329 days. So I was up there with uh, one of uh, Tully's uh, reigns. He won it from Bobby Eaton and lost it to Barry Windham. 
His second uh, title reign for the TV title was May 23rd, 1992. Held it for 182 days and won it from Barry Windham and lost to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So there's a lot of similarities. Uh, he's 500 uh, plus days to uh, Tully's uh, almost 600 days. But I think Tully's as much as he was, I guess he was more with the Four Horsemen instead. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Tully Blanchard over uh, Steve Austin. Austin fan. I mean, both of these were amazing TV champions, but Tully is Tully's Tully. He, he is, I don't think Austin got to do what he probably should have been able to with that. I mean, held it for 432 days. Tully held it for 685 days, which is insanity. Um, I mean, you can tell before Hot Potato started. They didn't really ever play Hot Potato with the TV championship much. A little bit, but very rarely there's a lot of Hot Potatoing. So I'm going Tully. And Jones. Jonesy. Well, it really doesn't matter what I think now, but uh, I don't know. I, I kind of – I haven't really made my decision on it. More likely, Tully would be the one I'd have to go to in the end, but Steve Austin, I really liked him with that TV belt. It uh, suited him. And you, that's they didn't give him much more than that in WCW. Tag belts, yes, but that was, you know, not much. Uh, so, uh, But, yeah, Tully Blanchard would get my vote eventually. So three nothing for Tully Blanchard over stunning Steve Austin. Uh, as I said, it would be a, a really good matchup uh, either way. Uh, so we're going to move on to the next uh, match. I am getting interference. I am getting interference. I can hear like a TV program in the background. Yeah, somebody's volume is on. Mike Rotunda against Baron von Raschke. Uh, okay, so we got Mike Rotunda. Um, first out of rain wins it December 25th of 82. He won it from Bad Leroy Brown, held it for 59 days before losing it to Dick Slater. Um, he then wins it January 26th of 87, holds it for, for 335 days. He beat uh, Cole off for it, losing it to Rick Steiner. His third and final reign, um, he wins it back from Rick Steiner, February 20th of 89, holds it for 39 days, losing it to Sting. So three reigns for 401 days. Baron Von Raschke, uh, first title reign, October 12th of 77. He holds it for 144 days before he loses it. He beat uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, loses it to Johnny Weaver. He then, March uh, 26th of 78, he beats Johnny Weaver again for it, holds it for 73 days, losing it to Paul Jones. He held it two times for 217 days. Um, 
Jones put a little note here. Competed in many legit wrestling competitions, including the 62 World Games. He won a bronze medal. Six, he was on the 64 Olympic team qualifier. I'm going Mike Rotunda. Um, Baron Von Raschke, great wrestler. I just think it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think of Mike Rotunda with the TV title, so. Jonesy. This will be boring for Sean because uh, uh, Mike Rotunda gets it for me. Uh, I mean, look at the people that he beat and lost. The uh, these were tough friggin' guys. Uh, uh, Von Rasky, his opponents. Uh, I think Johnny Weaver was a pretty tough guy, but uh, uh, Simbo, that's a different type of toughness he is. He's not going to, you know, Match your uh, face in with just some good clubs. Uh, so uh, it, it's Mike Redunda. Yeah, it's a clean sweep for uh, Captain Mike uh, before he uh, started doing uh, taxes on everybody and uh, started doing that. But the captain is going to take uh, this one. And for me, Baron Von Rusky, I only imagine him with the AWA. I only saw him there uh, when he was the, at that point. And the only other time I saw him was for like the three weeks that he managed uh, Powers of Pain in WWF. Uh, but beyond that, yeah. So Baron Von Rusky, unfortunately, is gone. And Mike Rotunda will move on. And he will go against the winner of this one, Dusty Rhodes versus Lord Stephen Regal. Jonesy. And don't forget that uh, your taxes, most uh, places will have your taxes ready now so you can start checking. And I'm so glad that uh, um, uh, Rotunda switched to IRS because you know what? That was a learning thing in my brain. Taxes, I ain't cheating on, and I've always done good with my taxes. To uh, reality, Dusty Rhodes, uh, he was 6'2", uh, 275 pounds. He debuted in 67 and retired in 2010. Uh, he didn't retire from the microphone. Uh, the son of a plumber, and if you put him in polka dots, it only made him better, uh, kind of. Uh, he wrestled most famously for the NWA and its territories. He would wrestle and book for a good chunk of his career at... Um, a three-time NWA World TV champion, and of course he is a decorated uh, belt holder of many, many belts, gaining uh, on the mic like no other, could wrestle, and he could dance. Outsiders uh, looking in would never guess by looking at his picture that he is one of the gold standards of what a wrestler can be, no matter the physical looks, if you will. Um, he gets my vote right away. I don't even have to think of it. Uh, even though, yes, Stephen Regal, I loved him as a, TV, a title holder. I was just kind of started watching WCW on a more regular basis, and that's when I think Lord Stephen Regal was the best. Is when he came in the way he did, the manager he had. Um, it was dry, but he was entertaining in the ring. Uh, but Dusty Rhodes. Any belt that he held 
you believed. Even if you've never seen wrestling before, you look at the guy and you go, there's no way he could last five minutes in the ring. Watch one match. Okay, yeah, fine. He's he's awesome. So for me, it's Dusty Rhodes, a little favoritism, but I don't give a shit. Dusty Rhodes. That's okay. Uh, so just looking at some of their um, title reigns, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, yeah, you uh, might want to say that. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, Dusty Rhodes, March uh, 16th, 1985, 43 days from Tully and lost it back to Tully. On uh, July 6th, 1985, 105 days, uh, won it back from Tully and had to vacate it due to injury. And September uh, 9th, 1986, 79 days from Arn Anderson and lost it to Tully Blanchard. So his TV title reigns, once again, were all involved with that uh, war with the horsemen, and especially with Tully and Arn. Stephen Regal, September 19th, 1993, 225 days from uh, Ricky Steamboat, lost it to Larry Zabisco. Won it back from Larry Zabisco on uh, June 23rd, 94. Held it for 87 days. Lost it to Johnny B. Bat. Third title reign, August 20th, 96, for 181 days. Lost it to Luger, or from Luger, and lost it to Prince Iakea. And then his fourth and final one was uh, May 18th, 1997, 65 days from Ultimo Dragon, but then dropped it back to Ultimo Dragon. Just that combined and looking at 225 days where in that era they were using that uh, match every week and whether it went to time limit draw or whatever, it was happening every week and you were uh, seeing a TV title defense. I'm going to go with Steven Regal. Uh, you mentioned uh, his uh, butler, uh, Sir William, which was uh, Bill Dundee. Really good combination with uh, Regal and Dundee. And so that's where he did my vote. On his last title reign again? Sorry. His last title reign was 65 days. May uh, 18th, 97, and uh, with Ultimo Dragon. So, Stephen, you're breaking the tie. Oh, it's Lord Stephen Regal. Dusty Rhodes, I just never bought him as a TV champion. I just, I felt like when he was chasing that title, it's because he didn't want to lose the flair anymore. So, and when you're the booker, yeah. So to me, Regal was the epitome of who you would want as a TV champion. He could fight anyone, and he could make anyone eventually. And usually you found them going through Stephen Regal to get to the next level, which would be the U.S. champ, to then get on to the next level. So, I mean, Regal was my pick. Yeah, he was sort of like a gatekeeper in a way of like you would see Sean Waltman or even uh, Val Venus, where if they could get past them, then they could go up the ladder. Yeah, I mean, Dusty, if we were talking careers start to finish, that'd be different because Dusty's Dusty, but for the TV championship, eh, he just, and uh, to me, it never looked right with Dusty. Yeah. Uh, so I've got the next one, which is Booker T. 
versus Paul Jones, I believe, right? That Actually, I've got the next one, right? No, that's mine, and then you're Flair and Anderson. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just distracted. Understandable. Um, so our next uh, one is Booker T versus Paul Jones. I need to use Jonesy's cheat sheet quickly for uh, Booker T because I didn't write this one down this morning. I uh, missed it. Uh, so Booker T, uh, six foot three, uh, 256 pounds, started in 89. He's retired off and on, but uh, his first uh, TV title was December uh, 29th, 1997. Held it for 49 days, winning it from Disco Inferno, losing it to Rick Martel. Then he got it back. February 22nd, 1998, held it for six, 67 days, got it from Martel, but dropped it to Chris Benoit. Then May 1st, 1998, he held it for one day uh, and just basically back and forth with Benoit, uh, lost it to him. May 3rd, uh, won it back from Benoit, lost it to Fit Finley. He held it, I guess, for another one day. Then June 14th, 1998, he held it for 30 days, beating Finley uh, and lost it to his brother, Stevie Ray. Uh, or, sorry, Stevie Ray defended it on behalf of Booker and lost it to Chris Jericho. So his brother ended up stepping in and doing that uh, job, unfortunately, and lost it to uh, Chris Jericho after 30 days. March uh, 4th, 1999, 56 days, winning it from Scott Steiner, but losing it to Rick Steiner. And so he had it for... Uh, six times with a combined total of uh, 204 days. Now over to Paul Jones. He held the title for five uh, occasions. First uh, title reign was Ju uh, July 8th, 1974 for 108 days. Won it from Ivan Koloff, but lost it back to Ivan Koloff. Then uh, December 26, 1974, held it for 44 days. Uh, beating Ivan Koloff for it and losing it to Ric Flair. So uh, heated competition and uh, feud with Ivan Koloff during that time. His third uh, title reign was August 8, 1975, held it for 117 days, winning it from Ric Flair and vacated it when he won the NWA Mid-Atlantic U.S. title on November 27, 1975. I guess the NWA had a rule where you could only hold one title at a time and had to vacate the lesser of the two, obviously. Uh, this fourth title reign, June 30th, 1976, held it for 42 days and won it from Angelo Mosca, but lost it uh, to Angelo Mosca. And his fifth and final one was uh, June 7th, 1978, 368 days and won it from uh, Baron Von Rasky and lost it to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Now, looking at the dates, clearly I was not uh, around really when Paul Jones was doing uh, the start of his uh, TV title reigns. I was born uh, just before his fourth one. So seeing Paul Jones, I can't really evaluate. I'm only going by the numbers here. As much as I like Booker T., the numbers speak for himself. I have to go with Paul Jones. Um, yeah. Again, I'm also with you. I'm a huge Booker T fan. Booker T drew Paul Jones. 
he was the third person to ever hold the TV title. And yes, back in the NWA Mid-Atlantic JCP, you could only hold one title at a time. It was up to you at the time which one you were going to hold. So obviously when you win the U.S. title, it's closer to the world title. That's why he kept that one. Um, Yeah, Paul Jones five times held it for 579 days. That it's nowadays that would be unheard of holding a title for 368 days alone. Not up. Is, yeah, well, look at Booker T. 67, 1, 1, 1, 30, 56. Like he just didn't have the. They just played a lot of hot potato with it. So, Jonesy? Yeah, it's a sweep. Paul Jones uh, gets it for me. Uh, he was also known as Mr. Wrestling. He was a master wrestler. Uh, and he was in the plane crash with Ric Flair that day, and uh, he was the only baby face that was actually on that plane. The rest of them were bad guys. Uh, anyways, that's what I got on him. Uh, he actually, so when he went to the hospital, when they found him, he actually put the mask on. Ah. So people, I only know that from uh, Jim Cornette's stories and, Okay. Yeah, he he put the mask on so no one would know it was him until he was in his own private room, basically. And then he went to the arena that night or the next day, and they said he was jumped. That's why he was hurt. They did an injury angle. Um, no one ever knew until years later that he was in the plane crash. Hmm. And that's kind of where his, his career... And he actually ended up becoming a manager, Paul Jones' army, in a WCCW, world class out of Texas. You sure um, you didn't live out in the, the down in the states there? You know an awful lot about the the South. <laughs> oh, that's that's uh, the South. You is a lot my, of that wrestling growing up? No, well, yeah, but no, that just is what hooked me. The uh, WWE, WWF at the time was very cartoonish, and I never, it was good, but it wasn't not, I just just never really bought it. But if you watched old JCP or Mid-Atlantic or UWF, they didn't really have the characters, but you just were like, did he just, like, you, you bought it. You actually thought. Yeah, they're wrestling was better in the ring. Yeah, and it was it looked real, quote unquote. It just looked well. Yeah, it, it's easier to look real when you got a tough looking mask guy kicking another tough guy. Where on the other side, you know, you got these huge Samoans with foofy hair. You know, <laughs> I mean, but, but if you look part. at the Samoan, if you look at the Samoans in uh, NWA. You would have been like, how the hell did they become the head shrinkers? They went from the Samoan SWAT team, which, yes, were they ever a top team? No, but they were up there to a goofy gimmick. There's a lot of guys. If you hacksaw Jim Duggan, if you watch him in um, Mid-South to what he became, you'd be like, what the hell? Um, Ernie yeah, Ladd. turned everyone in the cartoons. What? WWF turned everyone into cartoons. 
yeah, if uh, Jones, you would really like Mid South. Um, even Butch Reed. I know he just passed away, but if you look at him in Mid South before what he became in WWE, you just would be like, what happened to these people? Well, it's the same as uh, Coco Beware down south. Yeah. He had a different career than the fact of being the Birdman in WWE. And people wonder why he's in the Hall of Fame, but they got to look back on what he did beforehand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge Jim Cornette Midnight Express. But, like, if you watched, you could sit there and watch their tag matches. And they were, it was, it's it's magic. It's, it's what wrestling hooked me as a kid. Yes, the WWE would hook me with like The Undertaker because that was just like what is what is that? But I mean, that's just me. Yeah, I'm a huge southern old school wrestling fan. That's why this one I really thought was unique. <clears throat> so, well, I will I will show on to first round which would be Ric Flair versus Arn Anderson. Ric Flair was the the sixth person to hold this title. First title reign, uh, February 8th of 75, he beat Paul Jones, held it for 181 days, losing it back to Paul Jones. Um, his second title reign was April 4th of 77. He beat Rufus R. Jones at, and held it for 72 days, Losing it to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, which would be the start of eventually their classic series. Uh, Flair held it two times for 253 days. Arn Anderson, first title reign, uh, July 4th of 86. He de defeated Wahoo McDonald's in the final finals of a tournament. Held it for 248 days. Uh, vacated it due to injury. Um well, Dusty Rhodes vacated due to injury, losing it back to Dusty Rhodes. Uh, his second title reign, January 2nd of 1990, he beat the Great Muda, held it for 336 days, losing it to the Z-Man. Third title reign, January 7th of 91, uh, that's when it was renamed to WCW, beat the Z-Man, held it for 132 days, lost it to Bobby Eaton. Um, you wouldn't think the Z-Man had... Great matches until you watch him with Arn Anderson. Last, uh, he wins it January 8th of 95, beating Johnny B. Bad. Holds it for 161 days, losing it to the Renegade. Arn held it for uh, four times for 877 days. He held that title the most out of anyone. Um, don't get me wrong, Ric Flair, great. And it kick-started his career winning the TV title. But Arn Anderson... Anyone who thinks of WCW, NWA, TV title, you think automatically Arn Anderson. So it's Arn to me. He held it 877 days, which is insanity. Jonesy. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ric Flair is great and all, but I mean, enough said, Arn Anderson. Uh, one of his reigns outdoes Ric Flair reign. So uh, it's Aaron Anderson. I'll talk more about him in the later rounds. 
how great he is. Yeah, for me, it's definitely Aaron Anderson as well. Uh, I don't associate Ric Flair with that title. Uh, you think Ric Flair, you think the 16 world championships that he had. Uh, you barely even think of any U.S. title reigns that he had and stuff like that. It's always the 16 and give or take a few dozen other non-acknowledged uh, title reigns. Uh, but you don't think TV title and Ric Flair. So Iron Anderson, clean sweep, which lets us look at what happened in the first round. So we had Ricky the Dragon Steamboat beat Sting 3-0. Uh, Nikita Koloff beat Jimmy Valiant 2-1. Johnny B. Bad beat Ivan Koloff 3-0. Tully Blanchard beat Stunning Steve Austin 3-0. Mike Rotunda beat Baron Von Raschke 3-0. Lord Stephen Regal beat Dusty Rhodes 2-1. Paul Jones beat Booker T 3-0. And Arn Anderson beat Ric Flair 3-0. Setting up our second round of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Nikita Koloff. Johnny B. Bad versus Tully Blanchard. Mike Rotender versus Lord Stephen Regal. And Paul Jones versus Arn Anderson. I mean, I per, this is per, round one was pretty much how I had it play out. I actually had Paul Jones winning 2-1 because I figured someone would throw Booker a pity vote, but to me, that's how it should have broken out. The numbers spoke loud for this one, uh, just especially in the first round. Uh, it was surprising in a way because, uh, as you pointed out, uh, Paul Jones and Booker T, almost the same amount of title reigns, but you know, the days spoke for more so than anything. Jonesy? Well, Ricky Steamboat has it easy for the next round. That's all I can say. <laughs> Is that where we're going? Yes, we can uh, start the second round with I'm Ricky high. Steamboat against Nikita Koloff. Well, I can waste a bunch of words, so I will. Uh, Ricky Steamboat's just... I mean, if you if you watched him, especially during Saturday night when um, uh, Jesse the Body was calling his matches, it was just great TV. Uh, Nikita Koloff, to me, he was more going after the big belts, uh, not so much this one. Uh, and really, Ricky Steamboat matches are just better to watch. Uh, so Ricky for me. Yeah, I'm going to uh, be going Ricky Steamboat as well. Uh, I like Nikita Koloff, but just the matches that Steamboat put on, longer title reigns, it was spread out over uh, time as well. Uh, so he actually was part of different generations. Steven? Um, I'm going Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, but Jonesy, go back and watch Nikita Koloff versus anyone in the horseman pre-injury and you'll see someone who you're like oh i get it now because he was before the injuries caught up to him and before you know he hit some i remember more his look and everything than i do his wrestling ability is he going to be a great wrestler are you going to see great super matches no but before he hits the gas and before he breaks his neck, 
and really if that was the end of him i mean he still wrestled after but it was never the the same because he got on the gas yes watch anything pre-injury before uh yeah you'll be like how did this happen it's it's very a lot of these guys it's sad what happens to them So it's a clean sweep for Ricky Dragon Steamboat. And so he is yeah, out of this uh, tournament, which brings us to the next matchup. And that is Johnny B. Bad taking on Tully Blanchard. This one's a hard one for me because I think Tully was a better worker and obviously uh, held it longer. But Johnny B. Bad fit that time, as I said uh, when talking about him beforehand, where he was the reason, I, the guy who opened things, and they could rely on him. Uh, even though he was a cartoon, uh, between the bells, it was a different story. But I'm going to go with Tully Blanchard. Oh, this was easy. Tully held it. I mean, don't get me wrong. John Bad was great, but Tully Blanchard held that title for 685 days. He was facing greats in their prime, like uh, Jay Youngblood, Dusty Rhodes, um, Nikita Koloff before Koloff gets hurt. Johnny Bad was great. Yes, he always opened WCW pay-per-views before the cruiserweights came in. And he did have some good matches with Regal and Anderson, but towards you can see, unfortunately, he was in the 90 late 95, early 96 WCW, where you can tell where they were starting to play some hot potato, unfortunately, with and not the good great match and just happens to title change happens it was uh we need uh someone to have a, we need this guy to have a belt so give him a belt like it just wasn't consistent so tully for sure just too much too big of a a resume there if Johnny B. Bad could have had another reign that lasted more than a couple of days, or one of his three reigns was longer, then Johnny B. Bad easy because the character they had, and he made it work. And that that's a part of that wrestling where you look at most of these guys that held this belt. There's not a lot of guys that had like a gimmick gimmick more than you know a nickname or something so bad to me is one of the best tv champions but he didn't hold it long enough you look at all these numbers the two reigns that he had uh uh and then sorry the three reigns he had and the 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 one in the middle is only 69 but the other ones uh and get up to that big total of almost 700 days. So, uh, Tully Blanchard. There we go. So, a clean sweep for uh, Tully. Uh, moving on to the second part, uh, and that's uh, Captain Mike Rotunda taking on Lord Steven Regal. Now, this one gets a lot more complicated and close. 
because you have Lord Steven Regal, three reigns, total of 493 days. And then you have um, Mike Rotunda, three reigns of and 401 days. And Mike Rotunda's big long reign was 335 and Regal, I mean, 225. 101 or 181 and 87. I'm going Lord Steven Regal only because if you look at the three reigns, Rotunda's got the smallest of the three reigns of 39 days. They're very similar in their reigns. Um, both could go. So I'm going Lord Stephen Regal just because if you you would just you could see him as a TV champion. So I'm going Lord Stephen Regal because I really think next round it won't matter who wins this one. So Jonesy. Yeah, they're they're both um, close, but uh, Mike Rotundo gets it for me. Uh, that that belt again. He's never gonna get the world belt, but a TV belt that that's that's good TV. Having a guy like that on um, Regal is just as good. But Rotundo had that kind of schoolboy gimmick where. Lord Steven Regal was drier than Rotunda, which is pretty hard to do. Um, so I'm just going with Rotunda on it because he did have a big, long 335-day reign, which which uh, triples um, any of uh, Lord Steven Regal's reign. Oh, except for, sorry, the first one. So I'll just take that back and flush it down the toilet. Whoosh, whoosh. But uh, I'm still going to give it to Mike Rotunda and let Sean decide. Well, their total uh, days combined uh, are very close uh, between the two. And I just picture Lord Stephen Regal with the belt more so than uh, Captain Mike. I, I, I saw uh, Mike Rotunda more, sadly enough, either as a tag team guy or, I hate to say it, a jobber when he was uh, in – WCW more so than uh, actual contender. Just that was my view of him because when I saw Go him, back was, and watch him in the Varsity Club with Rick Steiner and uh, Kevin Sullivan. But that's what I'm he, saying. I saw him more as a tag team in that regards of being there with that faction, and then he was uh, with uh, the Alexander York Foundation and, and stuff like that. So. That's where I uh, unfortunately see him that way. But, yeah, I am going with Lord Steven Regal uh, to move on, and he will face the winner of Paul Jones and Arn Anderson. Is it me? I Let's see. I believe, yes. <laughs> I lost track. Let me... No, it's Jonesy. 
Okay, yeah, because I got really confused there for a second. Yeah. No, it's Jonesy. Oh, right, it's me. Back to Paul Jones uh, and uh, Aaron Anderson. Uh, Paul Jones, he had it five times for 579 um, days, and Arden Anderson uh, had it four times, but he's got a whopping 877. However, you know, the... It, it, it's not as tough as I'd like to make it, but uh, Arn Anderson, I don't know, that he lost it, the renegade at the end. That kind of, you know, the guy lost a renegade. <laughs> Poor bastard. Um, but Arn Anderson, uh, I mean, I don't know who's going to stop him. Uh, maybe Paul Jones, if we knew even more about him, because, uh, I mean, God, he... He went up against some tough guys, but so did Arden Anderson. First time he won it was against Wahoo McDaniel. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, so uh, I got to go with Anderson. Well, I'm sending Arden Anderson to the semifinals. He is in the final four. Um, like you said, uh, Jonesy, if we knew more about Paul Jones, but there, there was a lot of different views uh, with Aaron Anderson is regrettable that he did have that renegade uh, instance, but when Hogan and Jimmy Hurt and all of them are around, not much he can do. And they were trying to make him into the next Ultimate Warrior. Um, but yeah, Aaron Anderson is moving on. Paul Jones is probably the only one who, uh, especially in the bottom half, had a chance to uh, take out Aaron Anderson. Is it a clean sweep? Yeah, I mean, Paul Jones, good wrestler, even better manager, even though his guys, his guys, when he had the Paul Jones army, was always feuding with, um, which, Texas, uh, the Von Erics, um, which, he, unfortunately, got hurt. He doesn't get hurt, and in that plane crash, things change, but Arn Anderson has 800 plus days. So yeah, I'm going Arn Anderson. It's a clean sweep. So just a cap before going into our semifinals. So we had Ricky, the dragon steamboat beat Nikita Koloff three zero Dolly Blanchard beat Johnny Me bad three zero Lord Steven Regal beat Mike Rotunda two one. And Arn Anderson beat Paul Jones 3-0, setting up our semifinals of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Dully Blanchard and Lord Steven Regal versus the, the Enforcer, Arn Anderson. Anyone's so, got any surprises from... I mean, unfortunately, Paul Jones drew a shitty second round, like the way the brackets broke out because if you have Paul Jones in the top, I think the finals is that match to me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, Paul Jones is the only person that has someone had a uh, chance, but what about if Anderson was in the uh, top? Is there anybody in that uh, top eight that could have taken out Anderson? Arn? No, I don't may I don't think so. I mean 
I mean, my final four, well, two, uh, three out of the final four for me are here. I didn't have Ricky the Dragon coming this far. I expected Sting, you guys to vote or have Nikita, but I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no one ex except someone in the top who I think could challenge him, but we'll see. Yep. Uh, Jonesy, your thoughts on the final four and how it shook out? Um, I, I, you know what? I, I think Arn Anderson is going to win the whole thing. Uh, I don't see who can stop him. Uh, like 877 days, four reigns. So, I mean, he just outdoes everyone. Yeah. Well, let's uh, then dive into the semifinals and see what happens. First semifinal matchup is going to uh, see Ricky the Dragon Steamboat against Tully Blanchard. Uh, both had uh, long title reigns. You got uh, Tully Blanchard with over 600 days, and I had oh, Ricky Steamboat is here. Uh, 314. Yeah. So. Looking at these, Tully Blanchard definitely moves on, in my case, to uh, go to the finals. Steven? Again, if we were talking longevity of career and talking career in total, we'd be talking a different person. But for a TV title, Ricky the Dragon, it did what it needed to for him to move him up the card to the U.S. and the world title pitcher. And for Tully, it took him from up to the U.S. pitcher. So for me, it's Tully. He had it the belt for 685 days. So this is part one of my, what I had as the finale. So. And Jonesy. Well, kind of looking at Steamboat here. I mean, yeah, you, you, if you're betting on a horse race, you go with Tully Blanchard. But I'm going with Steamboat uh, only because I'd rather watch Steamboat than Tully Blanchard. Um, Ste uh, Tully Blanchard, he's definitely entertaining, great in the ring, but there's something about him that I'm not sad if I miss his match. Uh, if I was at a live event, I would be no problem going to the bathroom when he's there compared to when Steamboat's there. To me, Steamboat, again, any belt he holds, he makes important. Where Tully, if he held a world belt, like a major world belt, people would go, what the fuck? So I got to go with Ricky on this because even though a lot of his reigns were short, uh, I'm sure his the ratings for him were a hell of a lot higher than they were for Tully Blanchard. Okay. So uh, Tully Blanchard, though, still moves on. And our other uh, semifinal is Lord Steven Regal taking on the Enforcer, Arn Anderson. Steven. I love Lord Steven Regal, so don't get me wrong. I think 
Lord Steven Regal was an amazing person and great for the time, but he's facing Arn Anderson, unfortunately. Um, so I'm going Arn Anderson. It's how do you how do you compete with Arn Anderson? So yeah, Jonesy. I'm kind of pondering because you know Stephen Regal only had three reigns compared to Arn's four, and he never lost the Renegade. Uh, I'm so confident that Arn Anderson is going to go through that I'm going to vote for Stephen Regal because he does deserve the vote and at least get a tiebreaker. Because uh, I mean, he he held it for almost 500 days uh, with only the three reigns, and he had to fight guys like Zabisco. Um, I mean, come on, Anderson had Z-Man and Bobby Eaton and 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 Renegade. Uh, of course, I'm skipping all the good guys he had to go against, but hey, that's what I'm doing. So you can decide the tie. Well, it's going to Arn Anderson putting the Brain Busters together in the finals. Two guys who are managers now in AEW and considered one of the best tag teams ever with 2-1 victories going into the uh, finals. Yeah, I mean, this was what I had in my finals. Just, I mean, I think these two were probably the who deserve to be here. So I'm I'm excited to see where you guys go and if I have to break the tie or not. Jonesy, you get to start this one because it is our finals with the Brain Busters. It is. So Arn Anderson, uh, he's 255 pounds, 6'1", and Tully is 5'10", at 225 pounds. Arn Anderson... Got it four times, uh, defeating some people like Wahoo. Uh, he lost to the Rhodes, won it from Muda, lost it to Z-Man, uh, won it from Z-Man, lost it to Eaton, and then got it from Bad and lost it to Renegade. Over to good old Tully Blanchard, he had it three times for a total of 685. Irons was a total of 877. Uh, Tully won it uh, from Youngblood, lost it to Rhodes, hot potatoed it with Rhodes on his second turn, and then uh, for his third, he won it from Rhodes and lost it to Koloff. Um, either one of these guys is great to have the belt. They're both entertaining, even though, yes, I would go to the bathroom if Blanchard was on, and I probably wouldn't have gone to the bathroom if Anderson was on when I was a kid, not now. Um, so, you know what? Tully Blanchard gets it for me, uh, even though Anderson is probably going to win it, which is fine with me. But Tully is good, and he had some great feuds, uh, very much like Arn. He he was in a lot of main events, but he was never the headliner. Um, neither one of these guys was, but that was okay. That was what their job was. They're the glue that held everything together. So uh, I'm going with the guy that's shorter. Uh, and 
I think he had the yeah he had the longer career, but uh, they're still both making names for themselves in the business. So I'm going with Tully, and I will shut up. Well, looking at numbers, three title reigns, four title reigns, three hundred fifty. Three days, 263 days, 248 days, 363 days, oh, 123 and 161. I'm going Arn Anderson. Steven gets to break the tie. And the win goes to... And he can't just do this because it won't work. <laughs> I mean, that's the scary part is these two um, made... This what it was. Look how the Reigns are together. Together, they pretty much add up to all these other guys. I know, which is insane, because before they started playing hot potatoes, they actually did the proper thing with these titles. But Tully um, was great, but he was better as a. Oh, for fuck's sake, this is not the one I wanted. He was a better <laughs> U.S. champ. Um, Arn, I think, is a better TV champ. And does he not have his own? No, I don't think he had his own music. <laughs> Arn Anderson. He always used the horseman theme, which actually I kind of appreciate more and more. Um and then combine these two into a tag team takes them even to a crazier level, these two. Um, I would have loved to see what would have happened when they left the WWE if Jim Hurd doesn't screw it up and let them both come back to WCW, NWA, and re reunite the Horsemen. Um, so, so it's hard. Demon of uh, Tully's past and the reason why he wasn't with WWE any longer uh, caused the issue there. And so we would actually never really see Tully uh, resurface again. I, I don't recall seeing Tully doing anything until he showed up with uh, uh, AEW just recently. He ended up just basically going to Texas and wrestling in his dad promotion for um, Joe Blanchard. Uh, bef and then he, he, I, he was had, in that uh, pay-per-view a long time ago there that uh, didn't make money that had uh, the drunk Jake, the snake and all that. He was, he was in that. He actually looked pretty good. Yeah. Right, I think I remember that, but you know, he wasn't definitely mainstream. Anderson stayed mainstream. And then uh, we know when uh, WCW folded, he had a uh, long yeah. career doing, uh, uh, agent work in WWE and now uh, yeah. of uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, Arn uh, or Tully basically after being with his dad's promotion, I, I he had a little brief run when the UWF was around. He made I think a few shows up in the AWA, but he basically stuck to his dad's promotion. Um, I can't think of the name. He was basically the book, the head booker there. He made himself world champ. But Arn Anderson was who, what the TV title was 
made for. He made countless people. If you look at the people he was facing, he made a lot of guys. I don't think John B. Bad would be as believable to us as a TV champ without him facing Arn Anderson. Well, even uh, uh, Alex Wright, I think, went against him and stuff like that. Hell, he made the l- Renegade look capable. Very true. So, hey, yeah. just a little bit on uh, um, Tully's father, Joe Blanchard. Uh, I did not know he played for the Edmonton, Edmonton Eskimos in the CFL. Um, uh, he played in the Grey Cup, and I didn't know he was actually a professional wrestler as well. And, of course, yep. promoter, I'm looking for that company he uh, owned. Do-do-do-do-do-do, uh, Texas R-Star Wrestling, perhaps. Yes, that yes, that's what it was. And that's where Tully basically went and became Booker and... I mean, I'm sure he made shots in and around Texas, but and now, can you yeah, believe these people that that do a, a, a podcast like say 40 years ago, when when they had something they wanted to look, there was no Google. No, there's no podcast 40 years ago there, champ. <laughs> there was a radio. It's pretty much the same damn thing. <laughs> Dave Meltzer dirt sheets, uh, but. Yeah, so uh, now Tully Blanchard is also the father of the uh, hottest free agent in uh, uh, women's wrestling uh, with Tessa, not knowing where she's going to end up landing. Uh, Once again, congratulations to Aaron Anderson for uh, defeating the other 15 competitors in this. Uh, Before we check out, you guys got anything to plug? Uh, Keep watching uh, CWN online.ca this week's um slugging with Stephen o'neill featuring the endorsement sebastian suave um super good uh super insightful um so again it's cwn online.ca slugging uh with Stephen o'neill featuring this week the endorsement sebastian suave um very cool guy um so uh i was excited for the that one excellent and jonesy what do you got coming up tomorrow at noon tomorrow at noon uh, would be the uh wrestling history uh this week we are looking at february 5th i think or something i don't know the date yeah february 5th to the 12th um and uh, also with this show, if anyone wants to join, because we like to have more than three, um, we will. We do have cheat sheets that are made up, so that if you do want to join but don't want to do a lot of research or not sure about remembering numbers, don't worry. We can hook you up with that if you want to participate. And one of us might want to take a night off one time, so. True. Uh, so yeah, we're always uh, open for uh, business, and whoever uh, would like to join us, uh, there's seats available. Uh, preferably, if we have uh, an odd number, which makes great for uh, uh, doing the voting, uh, so we don't have to figure out how we would ever do a tiebreaker. But yeah, we definitely welcome other voices on here, and uh, yeah, 
if you want to make this more entertaining, if uh, you're a certain uh, uh, somebody who likes to, uh, shall we say, invade uh, podcasts saying that you're boring, you can help uh, liven things up. But speaking of that podcast, tomorrow night at 8 p.m., we are going to be back with uh, Scumbags Wrestling episode number 141, news of the week, including unfortunate passing of uh, Hacksaw Butch Reed. And, of course, we're going to look at the upcoming uh, card for NXT TakeOver uh, Vengeance Day. And so that's uh, basically what's going to happen there. And that's happening uh, tomorrow on uh, Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. Plus, of course, wherever you get your podcasts from, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify. You know, we're available everywhere. So please feel free to join us and we'll uh, address comments, concerns, and give you an open forum if you want to join us as well. So until next time. Oh, Stephen, what are we doing next week? Oh, that is... Which one are we doing? We have two. I don't remember Impact. which one we're doing. Are we doing Impact next? Yes. All right. We're doing the greatest TNA Impact uh, World Champions. Sorry, I have to pull that up because I had the other one. Yeah, no problem. I had us doing. So you are going to see matchups. If I can hold on one second because we I had it the other way but that's fine so the greatest TNA championship uh, champions uh, is from when it broke off with um, the NWA to current day you're gonna see the matchups are Samoa Joe uh, Bully Ray Bobby Lashley RVD Drew Galloway or Drew McIntyre versus Johnny Impact or John Morrison AJ Styles, Eli Drake, Ethan Carter III, and Bobby Roode, Magnus, Eddie Edwards, Kurt Angle, Austin Aries, Sting, and Eric Young. So next week will be interesting. Um, yeah, it's going a little bit of our comfort zone because we haven't really uh, – I don't think all of us watch Impact on a regular basis. I've attended Impact shows but and watched it a little bit at the beginning, drop off and come back and forth. So I, I'm aware of what's going on, but not uh, hardcore like I would be with WCW and WWE, uh, WF uh, over the years. So this will be a little bit interesting, maybe having to look up a couple matches on YouTube and stuff. Uh, Jonesy, your thoughts before we go? Uh, Bully Ray, I... I... Personally, I liked him a hell of a lot better in in TNA than I did in WWF. Uh, he showed that he could, he can be a main eventer, uh, given the right circumstances. Uh, he was a bully, and he was great at it on 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 that whole that whole thing. Aces and Eights, as silly as the faction was. Having him the leader was it was just great. I, I really enjoyed Bully, Bully Ray. I, he finally got his due. Yep. Oh yeah, I think Bully Ray should have gotten a Bully Ray run in the WWE. I mean, it still could happen. I would be surprised. Um, 
But, I mean, there's some guys. I mean, I don't know if AJ Styles is AJ Styles without TNA. Same thing for Samoa Joe. Yeah, as far as uh, Bully Ray goes, he was on Chris Van Fleet and wanted to bring uh, Bully Ray to the WWE. Uh, Vince loved the idea. He'd actually seen uh, Bully Ray, but because of their Be A Star uh, campaign, how do you have somebody as a bully on there? All right, And that was the determining factor why Bully Ray never happened. I mean, they could do it now. Yeah, especially the older he gets the better it will be because he can be a manager who's a bully who gets other people to do his bidding, but eventually he'll be forced to go in the ring. So, um, yeah, that could still work. So we'll talk about all that next week. And no, we'll we're talking about it now. Well, got to save something for next week. We'll uh, check out the uh, TNA Impact uh, Championship next week on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. So until next time, have a good one. Peace.